Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about how to improve your business and coaching in 2024. Now, I know that this is tends to be a focus that a lot of us have at the end of the year and moving into you know the quarter one of the following years, kind of looking at what we're doing, how we're doing it, how we can make it better for client experience or for our overall like, lifestyle and growth. And I think when you're in a coaching business, it is hard because you know we are so focused on serving others that it's really kind of hard to zoom in and focus on ways to scale our own business and practice so that we can serve more, but do it in a way that really complements our life. So I've implemented a lot of these tips throughout my 10 years in coaching and having a business. And I've also seen the challenges that the coaches that I certify experience, you know, the pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches, many of them are established coaches and they start business and they, um, and they add like different offers and elements of the PMPA curriculum into their coaching, which is great. They evolve what they're doing and how they're doing it. And then we have other coaches that had no coaching experience and actually go on to start a small business, it kind of starts as a hobby, something they're doing off on the side. Um, and then it evolves and grows in a way that, you know, complements their life, their interests and some income for their family. So I really see coaching being implemented and businesses being implemented at all scales. And it's been really incredible to see that in such an intimate way. So again, these are some tips that I use when I really like have to analyze my own next best thing, next right thing in my business. And I think it's also a way to help narrow what other coaches need um, in order to scale their business, scale their offers, um, or even just start to begin with. So let's start there. The first thing is when you have the idea, when you have the inspiration, when you feel that in your gut, that like this, like you get, I feel like we just are given little clues over time, what people say, um, different things that come up, different things that we're asked about. There are so many clues and hints that we are given and we start to know we can pick up on that pattern. When you have that happen, when you're constantly having people ask you, um, a question, a very specific question about nutrition or about their pregnancy or about their postpartum or about their knee injury. So if you're like a physical therapist, for example, like pick up on the clues of things people are coming to you for and not just other people pick up on the recurring themes that you are feeling called to do as a coach. What do you keep coming back to the thing that you're like, you know what? I thought about doing that, but I'm not sure if that's the right next right thing. That is a significant clue as to, yes, it actually becoming the next right thing. And I think that there's so many times that analysis paralysis gets in the way of us taking action and following those clues and following those hints because you're like, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't know um, how to actually make that happen. And so as 
annoying as this is, it is a simple, like, just do the next right thing. You know, make the thing that you're getting those hints about, like, try it, create the class, extend the offer, make the course, whatever it might be, just start working on it and you will figure it out as you go. And I know that for all the perfectionists listening, you're like, no, I need a process. I need all these things in place. So, um, or I don't know how to do it. And we get like really overwhelmed by the barriers to doing it, whether it's a belief system or it's like, I legit don't know the tech and the tools on how to do this thing. So look, you have the hint, you are having these clues that you collect, you're feeling called to start something, to evolve something. Well, if the thing that is blocking you um, is that you don't know how to do something, I would really encourage you to hire the role that is blocking you. And this can be a one-off kind of situation, like a freelancer that you hire, like, help me build this, help me set up that, um, help me create X, Y, or Z template. There's so much access now to having the support that you need where it doesn't have to be a continual hire. It can be a one-off project um, that somebody does for you. And that can really make a significant difference in you getting out of your own way. Like for me, I'm not like the tech-minded person, yet I have so much tech involved in my business. But that's because over time, I mean, my team now, there was no team before, but you know, early on, it was hiring a again, like a one-off person that like helped me on this project, help me set this website up, help me do these things. Um, and it was somebody that I paid knowing if I pay somebody who's really good and efficient at this, it's actually gonna save me time it's going to be done well. And it's going to actually be a shortcut in the long run because it keeps me doing what I'm good at, serving my clients, sharing, creating, teaching, knowing that I have the the backup essentially to do it. And I'm not trying to wear multiple hats. We already wear so many hats. So the things that you are not good at that are blocking you from doing that next right thing, that's when you know it's time to hire. The next thing is, something that I think a lot of people maybe experience some imposter syndrome around or they're nervous to do, but I am telling you, and I've experienced this moving and starting over the last couple of years here, um, trying to just get immersed in a community is like, make the contact, shoot your shot, whether it's online to somebody that you you know want to work with, want to collaborate with, um, want to learn from, or somebody that is in your community that you're, you know, you want to make a contact with a pelvic floor physical therapist, for example. That's a really popular connection that PNPA coaches are seeking to me. But they're like, well, I don't know what to email. I don't know what to say. Do I ask, you know, them out to coffee or like, what do I do? And there's so many ways of just getting the ball rolling, but so many people never hit send. They never write the email in the first place because they just don't commit to making that contact. There's so much to be gained by shooting your shot because most people do want to collaborate. They do want to, you know, get involved. They do want to learn. They do want to know who the person is that they can refer to for X, Y, or Z, whether it becomes an established relationship or not, it is a point of contact and your points of contact will serve you so well long-term as you are growing a business, whether it is online or in person, your involvement with your network around you locally, like your real life network is powerful. And like that has to be dialed in. So if you know that you need to email that lactation consultant, that physical therapist, that um, OBGYN, if you know that there's an opportunity to go meet people at like some kind of networking event, you need to go. You have to go. If you're at a social event when you're with friends and you know other people like ask you what you do, like share 
what you do. Like there's so many people that are like, oh, I don't know. And they kind of like downplay themselves or downplay their business, but like let other people brag for you. And then, you know, be able to speak about what you do and why you love it, why it's important. It's not even like you're selling by simply sharing and it doesn't feel gross. And that all starts by just honestly being communicative, shooting your shot with different people and sharing when you are in social settings and saying yes to those opportunities. There is so much uh, that just will take you so incredibly far in really growing and scaling or frankly, even just starting. And the next one is playing the long game mentality. You know, so many of us, we want, and I say this like myself included, like we want, do we have the idea? And you know, I want to bring it to life tomorrow. Like that's not practical. Sometimes from the idea to the sorting out the details to the putting to action, like that can take a long time. But we know that there, that long game mentality serves us really well, both in like our health and fitness habits and creating a habit and also in business, being able to bring something to life by playing that long game mentality, knowing that it will adapt and change over time. It is supposed to. That is what we are designed to do as humans. That's how we work in fitness. And again, that's how we're going to work in business is really being able to keep perspective and not want that instant gratification. There's very rarely anything in business and entrepreneurship that is like a quick fix or like a a quick win. That just does not happen often. When it does, man, we celebrate that. We'll take that as a win, you know? But um, so much of it is the result of what you put in over time and trusting that time, trusting those little small decisions of practicing brave and then seeing how you reap the rewards for that like over time. And now to kind of complement what I talked about in terms of shooting your shot, getting involved in your community is so incredibly key. Making those contacts, not just like, you know, yes, it's one thing to go out to lunch. It's one thing to send off some emails, you know, but really getting involved in your community, knowing the other gyms, knowing the other trainers, knowing the other physical therapists, knowing like the complimentary businesses to you, or honestly, even just going to like, what's the local coffee shop that you have? Are you going there consistently supporting other small businesses? That's one example of many but really trying to get yourself immersed. And that was one thing I tried to focus on when um, I moved to Idaho from Southern California a couple of years ago was, okay, like nobody knows me here. I was really involved in my community in Southern California, but no one knew me here. And even though I'm not like, I'm not coaching people, um, like I'm not taking like on classes and like real life clients um, in my community right now, I still wanted to, it to be known that I was here. I'm a resource. I have a lot of different PNPA coaches that are in this area, um, but this is where I am like headquartered at essentially. So it was important for me to get really involved and to do that by showing up and being involved in the community, going to different events, um, meeting different people, uh, supporting other like local small businesses and entrepreneurs, and just keeping an open mind. I think so many of us like to stay in our bubble and it is not easy. I get it. Like, especially for the introverts out there, like I, you got to find yourself an extrovert and you got to attach to them. (laughs) That's like, that's my number one tip for uh, really getting immersed is if you're not naturally extroverted, like find somebody who can help facilitate that. Or again, start really small, start in a more intimate way through like an email um, or just tagging along with somebody and letting them hype you up, you know, like that, uh, that really goes a long way with getting your foot in the door with your community, with knowing who's around you. Um, 
And again, if you still feel nervous about that, be the person who's like, you know who to refer to, because then that's going to come back to you. If suddenly this PT is getting new clients and they're like, oh, well, this Brianna Battles girl told me that I should come see you. Eventually that physical therapist is going to be like, who is Brianna Battles? And they're going to want to know. So you can, there's other like really small, subtle ways to get involved in your community, other ways of being able to shoot your shot with people. But that is, it is a critical skill that very few people actually want to do. Um, Word of mouth is still king. It is. And that's actually jumping to another point here. Um, But that like word of mouth referral, whether your business is online or in person, like that is still the way that businesses grow most effectively. You don't have to have a crazy advertising budget or marketing budget. Um, The thing that moves the dial forward on getting more clients and scaling on improving is by serving your clients so well that they tell other people like that is truly how my brand has grown like yes i run ads and they're like there's a whole marketing team now but um it did not start that way it was so grassroots with just like hey like do you you follow this girl and they would send my account to somebody or like hey i did this program and they'd send that or like hey i became a pnpa coach and like this is what i'm doing with it and like oh that sparks ideas and inspiration people wanting to learn more wanting to check it out And then, you know, and it'll take people a long time to, oftentimes it'll take people a long time to make the contact with you, but they might creep on you for a while on social media or, you know, what your business is doing, but it's that initial like seed that gets planted based off that referral. And then they, maybe they don't join right away. Maybe they never join, but they know you exist. And that goes a very long way because even if they decide, you know what, like I'm not interested in that kind of coaching. They might hear another friend who's like, oh, well, I uh, I want to learn more about pre and postnatal fitness or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, actually, I follow this girl. I know she has a certification. And like, that's how clients will come to me. It is a long game of being consistent over time, providing high value and getting on people's radar, knowing that your service and your consistency is what will do way more marketing for you in like a really sustainable way in the long run. Another piece that I want to encourage is when you're like thinking of, I have the idea, I'm wanting to scale, I'm wanting to start to this, whatever it might be. This is the the process in which it goes. And I think this helps us really manage our expectations is you take the action, right? You start the class, you create the program, you do the thing, and then you get feedback on the thing. You get an idea of how many people signed up with me. Um, How many packages of personal training sessions did I sell? How did it go? Did these clients make progress? How do they feel? What are their testimonials? What are they just saying to me like in a one-off situation? So you take your action, you get the feedback from the experience, both like your own assessment of it and also what people tell you. And then you either pivot because you're like, you know what? Like I could do this better. I could do it differently. Um, Like, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to do try out this instead. And so you either pivot or you progress. You you say, you know, I'm going to run that again. I'm going to see how it goes. Maybe I'll have 10 clients next time instead of the five that I had this time. Or maybe I'm going to change my pricing up or down. Um, I'm going to make steps towards progressing what I'm doing with small like little micro adjustments. But you know, the idea is good. You know, the offer is good. You know, the service is good. So again, from the action comes feedback. And from the feedback, comes an either pivot or a progress. This is a really important piece, one that I wish I would have done 
a lot earlier in my business, which is invest in yourself in coaching and in like a like-hearted, uh, like-hearted network. You know, this is something that I, why I ended up creating the culture that we have within the PNPA network, because I knew what it's like to feel really alone, not just alone in like learning all things about like pregnancy and postpartum and creating like PNPA, but like alone and not having a network of people that I could learn from, learn with. It just felt like everyone was kind of like on this island and when I was kind of coming up in business or taking my business online, like I was just asking friends, like I had no one to turn to. I was asking people that were kind of like in the trenches of doing similar ish things and starting businesses too. Like, well, what did you use for this? Or, um, you know, what, like, how do you make this kind of graphic? Like learning with people instead of learning from others, there just wasn't anyone that was doing the work I was doing. And it was so lonely because I just felt like I'm tired of like guessing. I'm tired of not having the assurance. I'm tired of not having somebody to like bounce ideas off of who like has been there, who has perspective that I don't. And it just was like a really lonely time that cost me a lot of money and certainly a ton of time. And I look back and while there's so much beauty and um, confidence that gets created from just like trial and error and feedback and all that stuff. Um, I wish I would have had a resource that I could have invested in that would have saved me a lot of time and a lot of money in the long run, even if it was an initial investment of like a business coach. Nobody in my family, like entrepreneurship was never on the table. That was never something that I saw modeled in my life, in my family, anyone around me. Um, it was never an option that was presented in undergraduate or graduate work, it was especially in like the exercise science realm. It was very much like you go to, you know, physical therapy school or you um, are a PE teacher or like just kind of like really broad, um, actually probably more just specific paths instead of like broad options and beyond like a brick and mortar, like starting a, a PT clinic or something like there just was not any options or talk of entrepreneurship. So, so many people didn't even know this was an option. And today we have so many opportunities to pursue entrepreneurship, um, but we still don't have a lot of guidance because it maybe wasn't modeled for us. Like maybe you don't come from a family of small business owners, or if you do, well, it's certainly business certainly looks different now than it did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And there's so many more logistics and things that have to be considered. Some things are probably a lot easier and other things are a heck of a lot more complicated. So you want to find somebody and be networked with people that get it, that have been there, that have been there recently, that get what you do, get how you think, get how you operate and are like with you. They truly get you. And that is something that I'm going to be offering in um, 2024 is that kind of intention of business coaching. Um, making sure you actually just get the results that you want and that you have the perspective and guidance of somebody who's been there, who has done that and uh, can be in the trenches with you. Cause I know that's, you know, the become who you needed sentiment. That's a huge cornerstone of the PNPA brand. Well, like that doesn't stop at just coaching. It's continues on into business. It's, you know, becoming who you needed. Well, I want to become the person who's helping guide these businesses and these entrepreneurial efforts, because it's really empowering for people to discover those opportunities within themselves, especially when it has been presented as like an option for them, or maybe it is something they've been doing, but they've been doing it alone and they need someone who has like 
different perspective, different scope. Being able to invest in yourself, invest in your growth in your business is such a huge opportunity that ultimately saves you a lot of time and money in the long run because you do get a, little, a few shortcuts in ways where you're not spinning your wheels. And then the next one is when it comes to creating content, because I'd venture to say most businesses need to have some kind of content that complements what the work that they're doing. It doesn't, you don't have to be a social media influencer. You do not need a lot of followers, but you need content that complements your life and does not complicate it for yourself or for the people trying to consume it. You want to keep it simple so that you can be really consistent in your deliverability. That doesn't mean you have to like post every single day, but use your real life to help create content. The experiences you had um, when you were rehabbing your knee, when you did this competition, when you were pregnant, when you were postpartum, or use examples of your clients. This client who's recovering from this knee surgery, this client who is working on improving her diastasis, this client who used to pee when she jumped, or this client who whatever, like we have so many different options sharing about the class that you're coaching. So if you're working and doing like a six week postpartum program, for example, you can share what it looks like there. So the people that are creeping on you, the ones remember that you maybe were, uh, you, there was some word of mouth on, or you were able to shoot your shot, but they're wanting a little bit more information and insight. They need to be able to see what you do, the classes that you offer, the kind of coaching you do, how you speak, how you write. And social media is a great way of sharing that. It is like indirect selling over time, but selling through the lens of sharing. So it's a lot easier because it's just, instead of feeling forced, it just, you're just sharing. You are simply sharing your life, your process, your thoughts, your beliefs, and using your own experiences or the experiences of people that you're working with, the work that you're already doing you are just capturing it in that moment and then taking it online. It does not have to be as complicated as everyone has made it out to be. And then I want you to remember that, you know, business and entrepreneurship complements your coach brain. If you are a coach, that means you have a very specific kind of heart, very specific kind of brain. You care a lot and you understand that you know, we make progress over time. We understand progressive overload, but like, what about progressive overload as a like business model, right? Where we understand the value of delayed gratification, that it's not about a quick win or a quick result. Um, there are no quick fixes here, but there is a way to get um, wins and the wins feel better when you have put in the work for it. You understand delayed gratification and how that pays off in our health, our fitness, uh, making gains, being able to peak accordingly. We get all of that when it comes to coaching and fitness. Well, it's the same thing as business. And it's really being able to, you know, periodize your process. We get that. And business is the same thing. We have to start looking at your business venture the same way you would periodize um, your programming and your expectations for the people that you're coaching. And then we have to understand that, you know, in order to have a successful business, there might need to be systems in place. Every good, high-functioning team, every um, person who really values their health and fitness, they likely have set habits. They have set systems in place that help hold them accountable, that help make these processes and tasks repeatable so that it does become a habit. It does operate at a really high level. So knowing 
that if you are going to pursue a business, you will need to have some systems in place. Again, we understand that when it comes to our health, fitness, and habits. And sometimes it can be you know, hard because we don't always know what to do or what we need when it comes to implementing like different systems and tech and tools in our business. But that is what will make your life a lot easier once it is established. And then adaptability. Again, just connecting coaching and um, being an athlete to business. We are naturally adaptable, even if we are athlete brained, even if we are like really rigid in some ways, we also understand that adaptability is part of the game. Like we do know that. And in business, you have to be adaptable. You have to make some game time decisions, make adjustments. Again, you get that feedback and you pivot or you progress. And we know how to do that. That is innate. But I think we get so hard on ourselves in business because there's, we feel like there's just a lot more on the line, but it really comes down to just helping us manage our expectations. And then consistency. There's so much to be said for people that get, you know, really fired up, say beginning of the year. And then by April or May or by summer, they are just like, they went too much of a full send, right? Like you have to be consistent and expending energy and effort at a level that you can actually sustain. Again, so much like fitness. That's why we know that like New Year's resolutions very rarely last beyond like the first couple of weeks of January because it is too much too soon. We got to find little ways for you to be consistent in order to have sustainable progress. And then, you know, that we know about like role players on a team, right? When we think about like sports teams, like there's every player is recruited for a specific position, a specific role, their specific God-given ability, right? And when we look at what we need to make ourselves better, like what is your God-given ability? What comes so easy to you? What comes so naturally that you're like, this part, I got this part. Maybe it's speaking. Maybe it is like one-on-one. Maybe like you're just really extroverted. You're great in a group, whatever it may be. Maybe you love writing. Maybe you really like social media and video content. Like find the thing that you are really good at. And maybe maybe you are like a systems and tech person. And that's great too. All of these things serve and then you can hire accordingly for the roles that maybe you're not as good at. Again, those roles that act as barriers. We all have roles that we are that are easy for us to fulfill. And then ones where we're like, okay, I got to be a little bit more of a utility player right now. And other roles where you're like, I am not designed for this role. And again, we can like link this back to sports all day. Like most of the time, an attacker is not also going to play a center, right? So we got to know what we are naturally good at. And then the roles that we need to fill in as we're scaling a team, or as you're just you know hiring on a one-off project to keep you in the role that you excel at and decrease the amount of barriers that you have. And then knowing how long you think it will go is rarely how it ends up going. Um, we might have these expectations of timeline or expectations of revenue or client or whatever it might be. We have like these really set expectations and we need a few tries before we really get a a idea of how it ends up going. Um, And that's why having that game, the ability to be adaptable, make game time decisions, gather that feedback, make adjustments, all of that is going to be really key. And I also know how defeating that can feel in the moment, in the process, when something flops, when you don't get the amount of people you wanted to, when you're like, I have spent money here and I'm not getting an ROI just yet. So often it just needs a little bit more time or it needs somebody who has eyes on it that you like a vision on it that you just don't have at this point in time because you don't have the reps. That's why again, like being able to invest in someone who's ahead of you, a coach and a mentor, or you know, just be around like a like-hearted 
network of people that get what you're doing, doing it with you. It is so powerful for being able to adjust your expectations, knowing like we can make all the plans in the world and try to anticipate every single thing about our offer or scaling a certain aspect of your business. And then real life happens. You know, everyone has a plan till they get punched in the face. And sometimes business feels like a little bit of a punch in the face. I of course have to have like an aggressive analogy, you know? Um, and then I like these like four G's. And this is something that I come back to a lot in my own business because so much of business is connected to your own levels of self-awareness and your ability to invest in yourself in becoming like a better human in general. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's like a life lesson that gets learned <laughs> like later on in the game. But I know that for me to be really great at business, I have to be like good on the inside and really, you know, take care of my mental health and be committed to a growth mindset um, and behavior that aligns with that. So I the four G's are give yourself grace. You need to have grit. You have to have a growth mindset and you have to have gratitude for the opportunity. Gratitude for the opportunity to pursue something that you really care about, something that you are good at, something that is more fulfilling that you are creating, that you are building, that you are not doing for anybody else, something that you feel attached to, that you feel called to. And like that is an incredible opportunity. So give yourself grace for the learning process, grit to keep working through it, growth, knowing that you will evolve and change and your levels of self-awareness will improve so much over time. And then gratitude for the opportunity to even be able to do this and to share and to help others. It's an incredible opportunity that we have and we cannot take it for granted. And lastly, a lot of people experience imposter syndrome and um, they don't feel like they're qualified enough or they don't feel like know they're good enough to share about this or maybe they compare themselves to what other people on social media are doing and it just feels really defeating but you have to understand that one like if you're listening to this episode like you are already so far ahead of the game you're connected to a really great network um you are good enough you are ready you are qualified and i know this sentiment is annoying but there is somebody far less qualified doing exactly what you want to do. And like, you know that you're better. You know what you have to offer. You are able to help a lot of people. And we cannot create these stories that prevent us from living out the life that we want to live, the opportunities that we have to experience entrepreneurship and honestly, like freedom, like time freedom, even more so than like any levels of financial freedom, because there's still so much work attached to this but the ability to like live life on your own terms, doing something you love and something that like taps into your creativity. There's so much opportunity there. And, you know, we cannot let the narratives that we create about ourselves impact what we end up doing. And, you know, maybe you are your number one fan. Maybe you don't have the support that you wish you had, but when you start taking action, you will gain the support from the people that actually matter, which is the people that like you're serving the people that are paying you. Maybe you don't have the approval from, you know, like your mom or whoever. Maybe certain people think you're crazy and they will absolutely continue to think that you're crazy. There's so many people that do not understand entrepreneurship, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that what you have to offer this world during this time of your life is really powerful and you're being called to it for a reason. And that alone is worth pursuing. If you are a parent, what would you tell your kid? 
right? Like that's what I think about all the time. And when I'm in a sticky situation, it's like, what would I want my boys to think? Like I would want them to believe in themselves. I would never want them to think that they aren't good enough or they aren't qualified enough. I would never let them talk to themselves the way that, you know, I'm talking to myself right now, right? Like we have to be able to reframe that because we are our own best coach sometimes. And we're also going to get in our own way, which again, why like, again, uh, investing in somebody who can pull you out of that like spiral is so, so key. That is something I so wish I would have had early on. I had, yes, I had friends and colleagues that were kind of coming up with me, but um, it just would have been so different to have the nurturing and support of someone who could see what I couldn't see, who also like wasn't in it with me. They were in it ahead of me. Like that, I know how powerful that is. So yes, like I am with you, right? I, I want to support you. And that's a huge sentiment of the PNPA brand of all things practice brave. Um, but it's also important to know that when we're really trying to learn, when we're really trying to make an impact and grow a business because so many of us have not been exposed to how to actually do this. Um, it's so important to invest in yourself, invest in the resources that are going to help you live and lead the life that you want to live and the coaching that you want to offer. So that is it for this episode. I wanted to keep it kind of short, but just a lot of like punchy takeaways there. If you are interested in learning more about the Practice Brave Business Program, I'm going to be offering in early 2024. You can check the link in the show notes. There will be more information on that coming out soon. But I'm excited to offer a business model um, of coaching that is so different, so different than honestly anything else out there because it's in alignment with the things that I've been saying for years, which is like, I am with you. I'm with you. And I, I actually mean that. <laughs> and uh, um, I want to help you reach your goals. And uh, I'm excited to bring that to life. I'm excited to practice brave in my own way. And I'm excited to help others learn how to practice brave, not just in their business, but in their life. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance 
especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you. And please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Thank you.